Welcome to The Block on Live True. I'm your host, Joel Livingston. And I'm Roberta Robinson. On Live True, we will discuss all things life, sports, entertainment, marriage, and relationships. We're going to make you laugh and have thought-provoking conversations at the same time. Remember, your life is your story. Write well, edit often. Welcome to Live True. Uh, This is Joel Livingston. Um, As you already know, um, last week was an amazing, amazing uh, episode that we have. Uh, Remember, guys, this is season two that we're in. Okay, and so I'm excited about this season. Um, Are you really living true to yourselves? Uh, If not, you better start. Um, I want to introduce my co-host in Roberta Robinson. Hey, everybody. So excited to be out here for episode three of season two. Hey, Roberto. Um, I'm excited as well, and this is going to be a great, great season. What's up, guys? Everyone knows I'm a Chiefs fan, my hometown. That's where I'm from. I represent. Um, got a chance to go to a Chiefs game back in December of 2022 for the first time. It was amazing. We actually won Thursday night, uh, beating the Denver Broncos 19-8. We're now 5-1. But you know what? I don't know how I feel about that because, to me, we hadn't really – played anybody. I think our our first test is going to be against the LA Chargers that's coming October 22nd and we play the Miami Dolphins November the 5th which is that's going to be amazing. You know why? Because Tyreek Hill that used to play for the Chiefs all right, is going to be playing with Miami Dolphins and he talked a lot of noise last year. He said that if we ever met up you know, we're against each other in the playoffs and Miami was going to do us in. But we didn't get a chance to, to, to play them. But we do get to play them November the 5th. And that is going to be a really, really good game. Um, also, we've been working hard this week. You know, you know, everybody know I'm a basketball coach up at Denton Ryan. And we've been working hard this week. And basketball season starts um, here actually in a week and a half. You know, um, the girls actually start this Wednesday. I believe that's November the 18th, and I'm excuse me, uh, October the 18th, and we actually start October the 25th, all right, of of, uh, of October, and it's going to be an amazing, amazing um, start to a new year. Um, you know, we got some good guys that are playing for us. We got like eight seniors that are playing. Um, you know, it's moving fast. You know, and I and, and what's crazy is it seemed like it was just January. We're actually in the middle of October right now with Thanksgiving a few weeks away. You know, um, how do you feel about that? Time is flying by. I literally was just looking at my calendar and I said, oh, 45 days till Christmas? Where did that come from? It's just interesting to me how time does fly. It moves very quickly. And if you don't stay on your grind and keep moving, life is going to pass you by. So it's it's about making that commitment to yourself to say, what can I do? How can I win the day? Like you always say, coach, how can I win the day? Absolutely, absolutely. Now I do notice that that last, you know, on our last episode, you talked about because man, this whole, you know, craze about Taylor Swift and and uh, uh, and Travis Kelsey, you know. And so, what do you have have for us this week, you know, entertainment? Well, you know, life brings you twists and turns, and it's about how you get through the twists and how you maneuver through them to get you through that part of life. If you have not heard, once again, like I always say, if you haven't heard or you've been under a rock, um, Jada Pinkett Smith came out with an interview this week. 
and the bombshell was dropped that her and Will have been separated since 2016. I'm not talking about last year. I'm not talking about the year prior. I'm talking about seven years ago. And I let me remind you, in seven years, we've had a pandemic. I, I'm using examples for myself. I lost my job. I gained my job back. I moved back to California. Then I moved back to Texas. A lot has happened to me in seven years. I moved from California to Texas twice. In this situation, Jada Pinkett Smith has a podcast that's also live and it's on, it's called a Red Table Talk where she talks about her life. She talks about things that have happened in her life. She's talked about her marriage to Will and the, all the things that they've gone through and how they've worked through it. Mm. Come to find out a week ago, they've been separated, living separate lives for seven years. Wow. I'm not one to judge. I've never been married. Whatever works for you works for you. But what I'm finding out is all of the things that people were relying on and the uh, the help that they were getting from her Red Table Talk, some of that is not true now because <laughs> they got on, on television, they got on their Facebook Live, they got on their Red Table Talk and talked about how they were committed, so committed to each other that they would make it work. What we're finding out is in her book that comes out next week, um, Worthy, um, it looks like a great book that she's written. She actually, excuse me, she actually talks about the night at the Oscars. That was the first time Will has called her her wife in seven years. When he was yelling at Chris Rock, I read the article, I saw the article um, in the interview with Hoda from um, NBC. It talks about how she built this narrative with the entanglement comment that happened when she was having an affair two years ago and how everybody said she was the adulteress and um, she built this narrative and this false mm -hmm. narrative. And now they went to the Oscars and he wanted her there to have support and apparently, you know, called her the wife. But then when um, Chris Rock said comments, she was very startled at the fact that I'm now the wife, but didn't realize that he actually got slapped. So she was super concerned about Will because he got to that point where he got on stage and actually, uh, you know, slapped him. She thought, and it was also under the bomb drop that was, uh, you know, brought out this week during the interview. She did not know that his hand actually touched Chris Rock. Actually, in the interview is when she actually divulged that she said, oh, I thought this was a skit. I did not know this was actually him making contact with um, Chris Rock. So the concern for Will, how he went off the deep end, Chris Rock apparently came down off stage and started speaking with her and said, I'm really sorry for all this. And she had to stop him and say, I can't receive this right now. It's all because something from the past had happened. Mm. So what's interesting is when you talk about life, you talk about things that happen in your life. How do you get through it and build this huge momentum about you know, this is where this image, this is who we are, but come to find out that's not really what has happened. Mm. Now, in all of their interviews, they never said it's been perfect. She's always said how she was unhappy in certain situations, things of that nature. But how do you actually live this whole life in privacy this way? And then you come out and all the people that have been fans of you and are watching you. And now you try to, you know, kind of maneuver through this and you've kind of held your hand to this and now go, well, is it really true? So I thought that was very piece, uh, interesting. More to come on that. The book comes out next week. The interview came out this week. 
everybody tuned in. I have to watch the full interview, but I saw clips of it and I thought it was very, very poignant to see, you know, this couple that everybody kind of upheld to one point and mm-hmm. now it's this other point. So, you know, it's, it, it always, I think it always been, you know, speculation that they weren't together. You know, you always hear different, different things that they're together, they're not together. Um, it never really seemed like, you know, in my opinion that, uh, you know, that she was happy. You know, um, I know the whole idea of, you know, um, Keefe D came out and he was arrested, you know, recently, you know, for the murder of Tupac. And, you know, there's been speculation that she never got over, you know, Tupac. Cause I know they were really, really close, really good friends. And then all of a sudden, you know, then I think, you know, years later she married Will Smith and, you know, maybe she married him and, you know, she, she was still in love with Tupac. Who knows? You know, but, but, you know, the notion of, you know, painting this picture that, hey, we, we're good, but we're really not good. You know, that it seemed like Will Smith wants to stay in a marriage and wants to be married, you know, because he was married before. You know, wants to be married, but maybe she don't really, really want to be married. And I noticed that, you know, and I did hear an interview um, a couple of days ago that she said that they're not going to get a divorce. Even though they're living apart, they're not going to get a divorce, which which baffles me. But, you know, which brings me to, you know, to our topic for today. Um, Bernard, I am very excited, you know, about today's episode, like I stated. Um, and this is something I have been wanting to, to do for some uh, for some time now, you know, um, to talk to our audience just about, you know, uh, if you haven't had the opportunity to read the book, Don't Look Back, you know, you have missed out, guys. It is an incredible, uh, incredible book, you know, that I wrote, you know, back in, I started this journey back in 2020, actually a little bit before, because you talked about the pandemic, actually a little bit before that, maybe around 2018, 2019, and the actual book actually came out in 2020 during the pandemic. Um, and so it, it's, it's, it's created a book about determination, dedication, and moving forward, all right, through the obstacles, you know, of, of rejection and setbacks and, 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 and how you see things, you know, from your perspective. Um, and so one of the things that, that, that depicts in the book is something that we talked about with Jada and Will Smith is one person wants something while the other person does not want the same thing in a relationship and you still staying together. Why? Okay. And to me, that's a huge red flag and probably was red flags in the beginning while they were dating before they got married. Okay. But you know how it is. Okay. People see that red flag, but they think it's orange. It ain't, it ain't quite red yes. yet. It's, not, it's a quiet red flag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they think it's orange and they still go ahead and, 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 and get married. Um, and so, you know, so those are some things that, 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 that I want to talk to talk about today. Well, I'm excited, and I know you've already mentioned this, but I'm excited. This is something I truly um, been wanting to do, like you just stated. I've been wanting to do this for a while. I had the opportunity to read this book, Don't Look Back. Um, and as Joel has stated, if you haven't had the opportunity, Joel's an, an incredible author. He has a great way of depicting characters and um you know, maintaining the character throughout the book and understanding, um, you know, that the reader will get a message out of this. Before I begin, well, I just... thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Before, <laughs> I said you love the compliments, see? 
Um, before I begin, I, I know you kind of mentioned here a little bit um, how you got to come to this book, but I'd love to see, can you share with me your journey of how this book became in my hand with a bound, with paperwork, you know, paperwork and a cover and everything. Can you share with me how that happened? Well, it was simple for me. You know, I, I, I was writing because it was therapy for me at the time. And it came about because I was stuck in a relationship. And honestly, you know, maybe stuck is the wrong word to use. I was in a relationship that I should have got out of. And oftentimes we stayed longer than what we should have. We should have left when we stayed. And, and through that, um, different things happened. And, uh, and because of that, then the book was birthed. You know, um, and so, and actually, you know, at that time, you're not happy that you're going through it, but, you know, not every, you know, bad thing comes out of a tragedy. You know, sometimes there's some good things that come out of, out of tragedy. You learn, you're wiser. Uh, sometimes people have built businesses out of tragedy. Sometimes people have gotten, you know, their career jumpstarted off, off of tragedy, or they met, you know, the man or the woman of their dreams you know, out of tragedy. So sometimes, you know, good things come out of a bad situation. And so um, the book was able to, 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 to be birthed, you know, uh, out of some things that I went through. And um, and I have loved it, have loved the journey, you know, ever since then. That's really great. You know, I, when I read the book, and I've read it a couple times, when I've read the book, I get something new out of it every time. So today I actually want to read a few excerpts so that we can share with you and then you can possibly learn and then pick up the book too. We'd love for you to pick it up and read about it. Um, the first chapter I want to read is out of chapter three um, and it's called Diane Waves the Red Flag. Just oh, Lord. Here we I, I, you know, it's crazy <laughs> because we do this show and I didn't know you was going to do that yeah. part, but, but okay, well, let's, let's, let's dive into it. Yeah. So, um, just to kind of give you a little brief history, James is the main character. Um, the part that I'm going to read and kind of read through is um, he's been dating this woman. Her name is Diane. Um, and a few weeks out, they're getting ready to get married from their, uh, you know, he's proposed. They're getting ready to get married. And the red flags are really starting to get waved. So let's read a little bit and then you can kind of understand what James does and, and see and how we can learn from that. So this is from chapter three. Um, Diane Ray waves the red flag. Two weeks before the wedding, Diane said her ex-husband wanted to speak to James after church. James agreed to it and they met. James thought he was trying to intimidate him or something because he, he came off really strong. James had never met this guy in his life. Here he is cursing at the, oh, cussing at the church and telling James that he's marrying the woman, but not the kids. James responded as if he was not easily intimidated. James told him if those boys were going to be in his house, then they were his <laughs> kids. James looked at, at Bryce and Alan, Chris and David's father, in the eyes and told him, no one is going to change the fact that you are the father, but those kids are living in my house, so I will be the father figure to David and Chris. When you marry a woman with kids, you take on the whole package. This is why it's so hard for some men to be with a woman with kids because they know that they take on the kids and the challenges that come with the responsibility. Bryson did not like that, but James did not care. James loved Diane and her two sons. Now by this time, more red flags have waved. James was not able to meet her parents until the engagement. Also, let's go back to the fact Diane smoked and drank. James did not. 
He overlooked these things because of the way Diane looked and made her feel. Beware of the looks, it can be deceiving. What is really under the looks? Now, after meeting the ex-husband, James said to himself, what kind of trouble am I going to have from this fool? Always pay attention to the red flags when you're in love. You overlook things or tend to, or, or tend to wear blinders. Wow, okay, we have now set this up. The story has set up. We're seeing that James is in a relationship where the person he's engaged to is not too sure about what's really going on. Mm -hmm. So my first question for you is, we clearly see that Diane is starting to raise the red flag. I find it very interesting how the ex-husband starts to play a role in unraveling mm -hmm. this relationship. Mm -hmm. Can you share with me the thoughts that James was having when writing this section? You know, uh, like I said, you know, when I wrote the book, you know, two things that I, that, that, that I take away from, from what you read and, and appreciate you reading my book. Yeah. But two things I take away from, from, from that is the fact that I, anytime as a man you go and you're dealing with a woman with kids and there's nothing wrong with, you know, dating a woman with kids, but just know that there's extra layers with that. Right. Absolutely. You know, um, the kids are not yours. Um, and when you're dealing with, and, and, and it's so it's so crazy, is that oftentimes, you know, not every situation, but oftentimes the man is not involved. But here's the thing. Men are so, uh, um, the, the ego, the ego is very, very fragile, you know, when, when it comes to men. And so if a man may, if a man is not involved with the woman or the kids at that time, but the minute they find out that their kid is spending time with another dude, a lot of times they like, oh, no, nah, I don't like that. And so now you try to be more involved, more than what you were in the beginning. And so that's the time. That's what James felt. James was like, okay, you are, you hadn't been involved this whole time, but now you want to be involved. Now you want to tell me how to raise your kids in my home, which is not going to happen. Okay. Now, the second thing about that is, is that the woman, how does the woman depict or make it to make it where that, that new guy is comfortable enough to be like, Hey babe, uh, um, you know, your ex-husband said this now who, now whose side is she going to be on? Because here's the thing. She still got that bond with that dude because of those kids. But do she love the new guy enough to say, hey, babe, I'll take care of it? Because no matter, no matter if both of the guys go back and forth with each other, it's her job to make him feel comfortable. It is her job to say, hold, hey, hold on, man. Man, you're not together no more. You can't come at my, my, my new dude like this. It is her job to say that. And if she don't say that, if she don't stick up for the new guy, then it's a wrap. That's the, that's the red flag right there. It's a wrap. And so as you read more, um, Diane never stuck up for James. Diane never stuck up for James. She was always on the ex-husband's side because of that bond that was always there. And so I always think about this. Before you go into a relationship with, with a female that has kids, you need to check out all the parameters. Check out, you know, is the is the ex-husband or ex-boyfriend involved? Is you know, and how much involved is he? You know, go talk to him. Maybe if you have the opportunity to talk to him and see what relationship is there and how he feels about it. Is he gonna cause problems? If not, I know you love the woman. I know y'all probably done started sleeping together, or whatever the situation is. 
but you don't need any extra unnecessary mayhem if you don't have to have it. Number two, okay? Oh, he's, is, full, he's got number two now, okay. <laughs> is that woman, check that woman out. You know, when you do things for the kid, when you take the kids somewhere, you know, how much involved, when the dude comes to the house to visit the kids, how she interact with him. You know, step back, don't even, don't even voice your opinion, just step back and watch it. Watch things happen. And when you start watching things happen, you start realizing, you know what? Mm, I don't know if I want to be in this or not. Oh, okay. I see. When he said this, she said that. Okay. When I took him here, when I took the kids here, she she she, she was okay with it. So you got to start, you know, listening and start picking up on certain things before you just start getting engulfed into a situation that later on you probably say, you know what? I, I regret that I was in this. That's very funny because you're answering my next question is, so what does trusting your gut mean to you? <laughs> Man, I have been through some some, some crazy stuff. Trusting right? your gut means mm-hmm. trust the mm-hmm. hell out your gut. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if it doesn't feel right, you, you know, I'm not saying stop it, but if it doesn't feel right, pause it for a minute. You know, pause for a minute to figure out why your gut is telling you that. Because I remember a situation where I was in a relationship and one with three kids. And it was times my gut was telling me, are you sure? It didn't say no, but it asked me, are you sure? Because one, three kids. Okay, I have none. So if I want to have a have a kid of my own, is she willing to start over and have one with me? That is a big, uh, a, a big problem because if if not, then now guess what's gonna happen? I'm just going to be the kid's stepdad and I'm going to lose out on the opportunity of me having my own kids. Mm. So that was the biggest thing. Okay. And then later on, because I did not trust my gut later on, we had issues after issues after issues. Excuse me. And things kept coming up that I didn't like, but I kept going. Why? Because I wanted to stay in the situation. Okay. So that, that, okay. This is very interesting because this is when, you're blinded sometimes. And you're blinded. You're blinded by that heart, right? Mm-hmm. And you want to trust that your heart is going to lead you in the right direction. But in actuality, you're like, well, my gut told me another thing. It's probably pretty true. Mm-hmm. You know, God gives us discernment for that reason. So, okay. So the plot thickens now. We're going to go on to chapter four. And see, and see, just to add to that. Yeah, go for it. A lot of people, have you heard the saying, follow your heart? A hundred percent. Yeah. I think that's BS. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. And the reason why. Did you hear that, audience? <laughs> he thinks that's BS. Here's the reason why. Mm-hmm. Your heart sometimes will tell you to make decisions, mm-hmm. okay, that your head told you that's not it. Okay. And here's the reason why. It's because you have your heart that you're battling with against your logic, against mm-hmm. logic, against mm-hmm. what's real, against what you just saw. Okay. You just saw this dude. Okay, you know, cheat on you, but your heart is saying forgive him. Mm, you see mm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You just saw this dude lie, or you just saw this female lie on you, or lie, you know, lie to get out of something, and you just saw her, but your heart is saying, I love him. Right, right. You know, and so I have I have learned that when you see somebody do as they say you know if, if it walks like a duck quacks like a duck it's a duck it's not it, a chicken if yeah. you see it go with that mm-hmm. you can't you have no matter how much you love her no matter how much you adore her or the sex is good or whatever you have to trust what you just saw 
and you ha- and you have to trust what you heard, and you have to move on. You can't let that heart that come to build, man. That heart, that heart, get you every time. You can't let that heart, okay, overshadow what you just saw. Very good point. And ladies, this is also goes out for you. I know we're talking from a male perspective right now, but ladies, this is very true. Trust that gut, trust that instinct um, to get you through those red flags. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to dive through and the plot thickens and now we're in chapter four. So it looks like we're diving off the deep end with Diane. That's the name of the chapter. Okay. James has now married Diane and it's very poignant that you understand the premise of this because what happened before he was married? He had red flags happen. So now we've we've hit the marriage and now we've got even more red flags. One day, James and Diane were in the living room talking about the finances, education, and education for the, for the boys and buying a home. They did not agree much on anything. James was trying to convince her of all, uh, trying to convince her of all they could get by getting a house compared to an apartment. Well, as James walked off to go down the hall of the apartment, he heard loudly from Diane, I want a divorce. James ran, James ran back down the hall towards the living area. As she was lying on the couch, James said, a divorce for what? We just got married three months ago. What did I do? You want a divorce because we discussed on whether we should get a house or not? Diane was like, yes, James. Uh, yes. James got down on his knees and begged Diane to stay. After James begged Diane, he left to go to the mall nearby to buy Diane a gift. Diane decided to stay after James bought her a nice gift from the mall. Okay, and I chuckle when I say this because I think we've all been in this boat. You all stay somewhere because you really want to stay there and then you go, hmm, I wonder if this purse will mask this. So my my first question for you is Diane and James are now married. In this depiction part of the marriage, my heart starts to break for James because he sees that he's confronted with this thought um, that his bride, his new bride of three Mm -hmm. months, wants a divorce. Mm -hmm. Um, Why does James want it so bad? Why does James want what? He wants, why does he want this marriage so bad? Why does he want this so bad? Um, He wants it so bad because, one, um, he's never been married. He... He wanted to be married for for a minute, um, and the, he had so much faith in in Diane. He had so much faith in Diane. He loved Diane. Um, he sometimes we get the idea of marriage in our head so much that we'll that we'll push it and push it and push it until we actually get what we want. But then it's really not what we want. You know, uh, marriage is real. Marriage is not ideal. It is real. It is tough. It is hard. Um, It is dirty sometimes. It is nasty sometimes. You're not going to always agree. You're not going to always get along. There's going to be some days you're going to come home and be like, why the hell are you here? There's going to be some days you get off of work and be like, man, you know, let me go. Let me go to the bar for 30 minutes or whatever before I go home. Because you have days like that. And so what 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 James James didn't necessarily know all of that because he was young, but he knew that he loved Diane. And again, he looked past what he saw in his mind, what he saw, you know, realistically. 
and said, okay, his heart overtook that and said, no matter what I see, I'm still going to want her. I'm still going to love her. And it doesn't work like that. If you see it, as they sometimes the cops say, you know, if you see something, say something. So if you see stuff that you don't like, stuff that, that, that bothers you, stuff that you know should not be happening, then you need to put a pause on it. And maybe in some situations you need to stop it. But yeah, that that you know that's the reason why I think James wanted it so bad. You know, I think that's the reason why a lot of people want it so bad because they look at the idea of marriage. You know, this is my boo. I get to come home. You know, we, you know, I don't have to date anymore. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. But in actuality, okay, it's more than just that. When the bills start coming. Them kids start coming. The mortgage is coming. All right. The fairy tale is over with. Now both of y'all are working. The fairy tale is over with. You know, um, yeah. I was watching something early on Steve Harvey. And, you know, I know I'm a guy and ladies don't, you know, ladies forgive me when I say this. A lot of times the women do this. Um, but this guy was talking to Steve Harvey. He lost his job. Then the bills were due. Everything, you know, so he couldn't provide for his wife as much as he wanted to because he had lost his job. And you know what she did? She left. She left him. And his question was, why do women leave when when times get tough? That was his question. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, it's the fantasy. The fantasy of this dude taking care of you. Now, once again, he lost his job. Once, you know, maybe... Kid, you know, gets into a situation. Kid get locked up. Now we're arguing. Now things are happening because it's life. Now what was once glamorous is not glamorous anymore. And now I want out. And that was the issue with Diane. The reality, as long as, and you know, and guys, when you go, when you read the book, you know, you'll see how it actually started. But as long as her friends was around, oh, that ring is nice that he bought you. You know, we, you know, we just see y'all. Y'all seem like such a happy couple. Y'all a beautiful couple. As long as that is great, we all good. But the minute that reality hit, we're back from the honeymoon. Okay, now the bills are here, and I have to actually share my check instead of it having it by myself. Okay, guess what? Married to you is not as enticing anymore really interesting point you've been married before I have not I've been in relationships but I have not tied the knot uh, like you have and I believe as you get older you kind of get set in your ways obviously you've paid your own bills you do what you need to do and you know when you do find a partner um, and as you get older you start to wonder to yourself like is this what this is do I work towards this how do Mm -hmm. I make that connection how do I communicate and I think um, it's about making Um, the conscious decision to say, this is not perfect. Um, I do have a lot. I'm an event planner for a living. Um, On top of doing exciting podcasts with you and getting an opportunity to speak. Um, And you should see some of the couples that I talk to. It is the biggest fairy tale. I actually become a mediator and a counselor to most of my brides and grooms to say, remember, this is just one day. Remember, this is just one day. You have to go to the next day because the next day 
could be something else. So I just thought metaphorically it was interesting how you talked about the gift too. You wouldn't bought a gift automatically. James seems like a young individual here, but that tends to be like the heart in the box with the big bow on it. Mm-hmm. What was it about the gift that you needed to do that for? Uh, or James' character, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me, I'm saying James' character, but we were talking so metaphorically, so. It wasn't, you know, and, and guys, the, you know, this book is fictional. Um, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't about the gift. Society has created this, 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 um, this idea that when men get in trouble with a woman, they do what? They go out and buy something. Mm-hmm. Get out the doghouse <laughs> is what they the call it. Yeah. <laughs> when, you know, to show our love, we do what? We go out and buy something, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and no matter what you do, you have to remember this. No matter if you buy the biggest ring, no matter if you take her on a trip, no matter what you do as a guy, if that woman wants to move on, nine out of ten times she gonna do one. She gonna do this. She gonna take what you gave her and she gonna move on. And chop up the, du- <laughs> and chop up the deuces. So she yeah, gonna, it's coming. She gonna yeah. take what she, she gonna take what you gave her and she gonna move on. Um, I was talking to to a teacher not too long ago, and it was her one of her good friends was doing that. Guy really really liked her, wanted to you know be with her, wanted her attention, and he would buy her stuff. And she told me, she said, her friend didn't like him, but would take the gifts. And most women, I'm not going to say maybe 99.5, so I'm going to get... There's a few of them out there. There's a few. Don't disregard. (laughs) (laughs) But most women will take the gift. They will. Most women will take the gift. Um, And and they'll leave you high and dry. Yes, and and I will say loosely... Um, not incriminating anybody, but that's the reality of it. It's that it's the um, that you like somebody that likes you. It's the thrill. It's the exciting part of somebody's desiring me. So it's interesting. I just thought that was kind of a you know a poignant part how you ended that in the in the um, the excerpt I wrote. So I'm going to read one more here. Um, I know this has been a pretty pretty cool kind of topic here to talk about this because red flags are everywhere. Um, the next one is still in the same chapter. It's chapter four. Um, and we're still waving the red flags. We're still back. We're back now from the honeymoon. They've gotten married. But now let's listen to what happens next. Diane said she wanted a divorce because James disagreed with some things. Also, Diane did not want a house and made every excuse not to get one. Diane seemed like she did not want to get tied down permanently. This was just the tip of the iceberg. It seemed like the marriage was going downhill before it even started. What does James do now? He is married and that means something to him. Diane finally gave in and then found a nice pre-owned house in Mesquite, Texas, where they got married. James talked talked Diane into the house, but he left wondering, why should I have to talk my wife into staying with me in this marriage and and now buying a house? Um, I am going to read one other statement. It says, never allow someone to be your priority while you are their option. Um, so I read this because um, it's super important. You can try all you want, 
you can try to make a relationship work, like you just said. But if somebody's heart's not in it, their heart is not in it. Mm -hmm. And um, what I would really love is now that I've had the opportunity to, to kind of interview as an author and read some of your excerpts, and I hope that you know there's uh, our uh, guests out there and our listeners out there listen to this and understand that you can get through things. What kind of encouragement do you have for people? as they read your book and as they go through their life, it might not even be the same thing, a divorce, but they could be going through a loss of another relationship or a loss of job. How do you encourage um, our listeners? Well, you know, first thing to, to, to encourage, you know, our listeners um, is that surround yourself, you know, with positive people. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. Don't surround yourself with judgmental people. Surround yourself with positive people that will pick you up, that will, you know, not let you sit and wallow in your misery, whether it's a job, whether it's um, somebody left you, you know, you can't do that. The biggest, you know, the biggest thing is when you're by yourself, that's when you start thinking of crazy things. You start thinking about everything is your fault. You start blaming yourself. You start blaming them. You start thinking about, you know, suicide. Just all kind of things come through your mind when you're alone. So I think, you know, get out of the house. Um, you know, be with people who are positive that can actually that you can actually lean on. Because everybody you can lean on today. You know, so find people that you can actually talk to, you actually lean on. Um, the next thing is don't blame yourself. Just realize that it's not your fault. It's not your fault that if somebody leaves you. It's not your fault that if, 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 if they didn't choose you for the position. It's not your fault. Too many, now, here's the thing. When I say it's not your fault, here's the thing. There are things that, that you can do that you can contribute to it. But here's the thing is learn from your mistakes. Okay, don't keep beating yourself over and over again. Learn from your mistakes. Sometimes mistakes are fixable and sometimes, you know, they're not. Sometimes you just have to, you know, hey, you know, I made it. Okay, and this is the result of it. And so you have to move on. But you can't sit there, keep pounding yourself and keep pounding yourself, you know, because at some point you got to move on. And if you don't, you're going to fall into a deeper, deeper hole. And in some, in some instances, you never get out of it. And so you, I've learned, man, you can't keep blaming yourself for the same thing over and over again, you know, but don't keep making the same mistakes. Learn from your mistakes and move on. Um, you know, when you talk, when you read that, that excerpt out of the book, you know, the biggest thing is that I was trying to depict in this story is that James did what he was taught to do. James was taught, okay, go to college, graduate. He was taught, you know, provide for your wife, provide for the kids that she had. He did nothing wrong. Okay. Now, am I saying he was, did I write that he was perfect? Are you going to be perfect in a relationship? Absolutely not. But he did nothing wrong to warrant what happened to him. Now, what it was was that what he wanted and what Diane wanted was two different things. What his priority was and Diane's priority was two different things. So when you have two people priorities different, how can it work? She didn't want the house. He did. Why? It's because James planned on a family. She didn't. Okay? He wanted, he thought of a long marriage because his parents had been married long. She didn't. Okay? She didn't think of it like that. All right, he wanted kids. She had no, she already had two. She had no plans on giving him an extra kid. Okay, and guys, you'll find this out as you read the book. So those were two totally different uh, worlds coming together, and both of them was on a different path. 
And so that's why you have to look ahead and say, what pathway are we on? Have those, there's nothing wrong with having those discussions on the first date. On the first date, you need to know, hey, uh, is this gonna be a you know is this a booty call you trying to do? <laughs> is it are you trying to go towards marriage? What is it you trying to do? So I know, hey, to continue with the second day, or I know, you know what, it's time to walk off because what you just said doesn't line up with what I what I'm thinking. You know, so I just think that all those together will will enable you to just move forward because you're gonna constantly get hit, man. If I can if I can tell you. Um, how many times I've been rejected from a position that I've wanted many times, many times, but guess what? As, as every day that you wake up, God gives you another day to guess what? To go out there and try it again. To go out there and try it again. To go out there and try it again until one day and at some point somebody's going to see it and be like they're going to see that good, that great person that you have inside of you and they're going to pick you up. Okay, if she leaves or if he leaves Okay, yeah, you're going to hurt about it, but guess what? At some point, you got to move on, okay? Because later on, it's going to be somebody that's going to appreciate the person that they lost. And so those are just all the things I think that that, that will help you move from one uh, mistake or one bad situation to the next. Bible says trouble don't last always, so I always believe that, that every day is not going to be a troubled day. Someday there's going to be some good days. Absolutely. Well, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I've been wanting to do this for a while. I've read the book, like I said, a few times, and um, I've really enjoyed getting to know, you know, these individual excerpts out of the book. Um, You know, why don't you go ahead and take us out and we talk about our, um, you know, what we've done and um, let everybody know to tune in next time. As we wrap up our show for today, guys, no matter who it is, whether it is a celebrity or just a regular old Joe, everyone wants to be loved. We want company, someone in our corner that supports us. Many times I've heard people stay with someone because their first marriage did not work out and they don't want to seem like a failure. Okay, they're staying for the kids or they're hoping that the person would change. Stop thinking that the person would change. They're only showing who they really are. That is how they feel. Okay, believe me, I know. I had a lady who took my money and support while showing me that she did not want me at the same time. I stayed because I thought it would change as well. That that if I loved her enough, but no no amount of love can change someone's heart. All right, if they're not willing, all right, if they're not willing, it's not it's not going to work. Okay, love yourself enough to move on. Man, it's so many beautiful women out there. Okay, as they always say, and I know you know you heard this before. One monkey don't stop no show. <laughs> <laughs> if you see a red flag, move on. No matter how much it hurts, because it will. But you but you appreciate yourself later for it. Guys, that's our show for today. Your life is your story. Write well, edit often. See you Peace. later. Hey guys, that was just a few excerpts from a book. If you want to find out if James and Diane stayed together or they split up and got a divorce. You can get my book at livingstonproductions.org. Again, that's livingstonproductions with an S at the end of productions.org. See you.